most of us are not aware of what we are telling ourselves in our internal dialogue. And so we don't know when we are under the spell of these mind stories. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach who's devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation transform their lives and relationships through conscious communication. I am delighted you are here, and whether this is your first time or you are a committed listener, I'm grateful you are here because this is the space where you get to explore, to reflect on, to learn about, and to connect with the most powerful tool you have available to make sense of and relate to yourself, your life, and the world. And that tool is your language. In the last few episodes, starting with episode 112, I started a series on self-reflection and the language we use in our internal communication. In episode 112, I helped you understand your internal communication system and to reflect on it. In episode 113, I taught you a practice to access your felt sense, which is the immediate communication you have available in your internal communication system. Today, we are going to talk about another aspect of your language, of your internal communication system, that tends to throw a monkey wrench in the system. And it creates something like a game of broken telephone, but on the inside. Now, have you ever played the game of broken telephone when you were a kid? Well, if you haven't, it goes like this. In a game of broken telephone, someone comes up with a sentence or a brief story. It could be something like, your dog is hungry and it wants to eat. That person whispers the sentence or the story into the ear of a second person, usually someone who's sitting next to them. Then that second person whispers what they heard into a third person's ear, who does the same with the fourth person and so on and so forth. And when the last person of the group who's playing the game receives the sentence or that little story, that last person has to say that sentence or that story out loud. And what usually happens is that the story is completely different. So instead of the person saying, your dog is hungry and it wants to eat, the person may say something like, you are so hungry, you want to eat the dog. And at that point, Everybody laughs. I love this game because what this game shows is that number one, we don't listen very well because we're not fully present. We haven't been taught how to listen. And number two, that we tend to listen through our own filter, through something that is familiar to us or that we add a layer of thought to what's being said.
usually we don't need additional people to demonstrate that we're not present or that we are perceiving our experiences through our filters. In fact, we do this with our own self, with our own internal communication system. And the truth is that we do it more frequently than most of us would like to admit. Yes, when we don't know how to listen to our felt sense, or when we don't know how to listen to our felt sense well, that is to say with openness and presence and not through our filters, we tend to relay a story to ourselves that's not accurate, just like the broken telephone game. But unlike the game in which we know we are playing a game, we are not even aware that we're doing this. And so in the end, we don't end up laughing because also the story that we tell ourselves is usually not very funny. Now, what's really important to notice here is that many times, even though we told ourselves a story that we ourselves created, we take action based on the story that we made up in our mind. So we say things that later on we regret, or we do things that may be hurtful to others and also to ourselves. We may damage a relationship. We may self-sabotage ourselves and get the opposite of what we say we want. We may keep meaningful relationships on the surface. That is to say, we miss beautiful opportunities for growth, for meaningful connection or intimacy. Let me give you an example from one of my communication coaching clients. I was coaching a client who has changed jobs often for a variety of reasons, and I'm going to call my client Aisha. That's not her real name, but I'm using that name to protect her privacy. Aisha had recently started a new job, and within a few weeks, her boss was fired, and she was assigned to a new one, a new manager. This new manager was also in charge of another team, and now the amount of people they had to manage doubled. In our session, Aisha told me that she was very upset because her new manager didn't like her, and she was sure that this new manager was setting her up to fail, and soon enough, she would be fired. In fact, Aisha had already started to look for a new job. One of the reasons why Aisha was so upset is that this new manager had not met with her. And so she didn't get to share with him about the kind of progress that she was making on a particular design project that she was working on. After asking Aisha a few questions, I noticed that Aisha was telling herself a story because I asked her if the manager had met with others. And when Aisha started to answer my questions, she revealed that this new manager had not met with 90% of the team. And then she also shared with me that this new manager had been given Aisha's team just a few days ago. During the phase of our communication coaching program, Aisha was not yet able to listen to her internal communication system. She was just learning about it. And she was very new at connecting to her felt sense. 
And so she bypassed listening to her internal communication system, connecting to her felt sense, and she went straight to her mind, which, by the way, is what most of us habitually do, because that's what we have been taught to do when we were children learning to communicate. We were not taught to notice our bodies and direct our minds. And the thing is that when we are not in control of our minds, when we don't know where our minds are, our minds tend to create stories, just like the players of the broken telephone game. The story Aisha's mind created communicated to her that her new manager had set a trap for her, that this new manager wanted her to fail because they didn't like her and that she was about to get fired. When we were able to bring awareness to the story that her mind was creating, she was able to realize that this story was actually a familiar one. It had a familiar theme that for her had originated when she was young. The story for her was about not being seen, somehow getting in trouble, and being abandoned. Now, this story Aisha's mind created generated a lot of anxiety for her. In fact, she had not been able to sleep the night before worrying about being fired. And all of this was because of the story that she was telling herself in her internal dialogue. The stories we tell ourselves in our internal dialogue are sometimes as silly as the stories in a game of broken telephone. But these stories can have a negative impact to our physical and mental health. And the thing is that, as I said before, because these stories take place in our minds, if we're not familiar with what's going on in our minds and our internal dialogue, we're not even aware of these stories. We don't even know that we have created a story. We don't realize what kind of influence the story is having in us, in our behavior, in our communication, and in our relationships. Going back to Aisha's example, the communication coaching session I was telling you about started with her telling me that she was actually angry with her partner because her partner told her that she was picking up a fight and being critical for no reason. See, the story Aisha had created in her mind impacted the communication and therefore the relationship with her partner. Aisha was reacting to her own story in such a way that she was irritable and oppositional in her communication with her partner, who had been very supportive and understanding. But Aisha wasn't aware of how this story she created herself had such a negative effect on herself, on her communication, and on her relationship. And of course, Aisha is not alone. We tend to do these things, and perhaps you, right now, are experiencing something at this very moment, and your mind has created a story about it, you are being affected by it, and you may not even know that what you are telling yourself in your internal dialogue is a story that's affecting you and those around you. And when this happens, I like to call this being under the spell of a mind story. So now I'm going to teach you something very useful you can do when you are under the spell of a mind story. 
Now, when do these stories show up? They tend to show up when we're having a hard time, when we are afraid that we're going to have a negative experience, or when we have really high hopes and expectations that something super wonderful should happen. So what can you do about it? Well, I'm going to teach you one of the things that you can do. When you find yourself having a hard time, when you notice saying to yourself something like, I can't deal with this, this is too much. Or when you hear in your internal dialogue something like, I'm afraid XYZ is going to happen. Or I really hope XYZ will happen or else. When you hear something like this in your internal dialogue, then I suggest you do the following. First, give yourself the space to pause and ask yourself if there's a story you are telling yourself. Then, either write the story down or share it with someone who can be present and compassionate with you. This is very important because if you share it with someone who's going to make your story bigger than it is, or someone who's going to judge you or make fun of you for having this mind story, then that's not going to be in the least helpful. The third step is to ask yourself about what kind of evidence you have that this story is not true or not completely true. In the case of Aisha, we found out that her new manager did have a meeting with the whole team. Aisha even remembered that the manager made eye contact with her at some point. And also that the manager said it was going to take some time to readjust and get to know everyone because their responsibility had just doubled. Finally, another piece of evidence was that the manager had not met with 90% of the team yet. And when we looked at the deadline of the project Aisha was working on, then Aisha realized that her design project didn't have an urgent deadline. This step about finding the evidence of what's not true or not completely true about the story can bring you a lot of relief, or at least that's what Aisha experienced. Step number four, look for familiar themes in that mind story. Themes such as others don't like me, or I'm going to be rejected, or I don't belong, or it may also be others are against me. You may also find a theme of I'm not enough, or I'm going to fail and be punished, or maybe I should not trust others. Others don't see my value. Others don't care about me. I'm not loved. It could be another theme of getting in trouble. Like, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to be fired. I'm going to be let go. I'm going to be broken up with. Or it may be a theme of loneliness. Or it may be a theme of lack of safety, such as, I'm going to be in danger and nobody will protect me. Now, this fourth step takes a lot of awareness, but if you do these four steps enough times, you will find the familiar themes. 
Now, the last step, step number five, is to connect to how you want to talk to yourself when these stories come up and you hear them in your internal dialogue. In Aisha's case, she said she wanted to talk to herself with kindness by noticing her felt sense first, and that then she wanted to learn to tell her partner that she was having a hard time, but without a tone of irritation and without criticality. Now, if you realize that it's hard for you to describe or specify how you would like to talk to yourself in those moments or how you would like to communicate with others, then it would be so helpful for you to get support with your communication. If you'd like to contact me and find out more about my communication coaching programs, you can set up a reduced cost consultation with me. Just go to languagealchemy.com forward slash work with me. And let's find out if you would benefit from a customized communication coaching program. I'll add the link in the show notes. And now let's recap what you've heard in this episode. In this episode, we reflected on another aspect of our internal communication system that throws a monkey wrench when we don't know that it's operative. And that is the stories we create in our mind. I shared with you that most of us are not aware of what we are telling ourselves in our internal dialogue. And so we don't know when we are under the spell of these mind stories. So today I shared with you five steps to break the spell of a mind story. Throughout the episode, I told you about a communication coaching session with a client and how she was able to break the spell of her mind story. And in the end, I encourage you to get support if you now notice you need it. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to all the people who have told me lately how much they've been enjoying the podcast. Thank you, Patricia, Daza, Lauren, Lee, Denise, Kathy, Claudia, and Deborah. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Carrie Lapo. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com. <laughs>